you are tuned into what very well may be the greatest interview podcast on planet Earth. Maybe we're a little behind. It's been a minute with Sam Sanders. Maybe we don't get the guests that they get on No Jumper, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think we might be in contention. You're listening to. Please enjoy the view. A proud part of the River Power Podcast Network. Our guest today is Tease Love, and you will meet him in a very short moment. But make sure, make sure, make sure right now before you start this podcast that you are subscribed to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. So it'll be in your feed every other week when it comes out before we have to blast you on social media and tell you about it stay up to date guys and please enjoy the view John Carter of Earth. You may know him by many names, but after this, you will know him as today's guest on Please Enjoy the View. Tease, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Of course. Of course. You know, I've been wanting to have you on here since I came up with this. You know, it's funny. Uh, we have long talked about doing a sit down interview. Yeah, dude. I'm and... so flaky. I'm so shysty. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't even mean that. I just... Even before I had this, it was something like, "Man, I really want to, really want to do something with with him and uh, and talk Yo, just, about." Just so everybody knows, I've been telling you, you need a talk show since like high school days. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're we're finally there. We finally have uh, at least at least something of a of a talk show on this podcast. We try and have conversations with artists and and talk to them about what it means to create the art they create and how they go about doing it. And I want to start right off the bat by talking about A Good Day in 2089. This is an album that you just put out. For those who don't know TC, you are a uh, a, a producer, a rapper. Uh, you, you run the country club <laughs> in, in our hometown. Yeah. Uh, I, I do you want to introduce yourself any, any, with any more titles? Nah, man. I, that you got it. I'm 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 Tease. Uh... Well, I'm Tease Love. Everybody calls me Tease. I uh, I sing. I started making new wave rock and roll like three years ago, along with rapping and singing. And uh, that's that's pretty much it, man. You nailed it. Yeah. So let's talk about A Good Day in 2089. As you just alluded to, it is a new wave rock album, uh, heavily inspired by like 80s British dance rock. Oh, yeah, how, exactly. How exactly... How exactly did you decide that this was something you, you wanted to take on? Yeah, I grew up, my mom's a straight up 80s chick. So I grew up listening to like Billy Idol, the 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 B-52s, like just, you know, and, and then my dad's classic rock. So I've been listening to classic rock my whole life. And then my brother's 10 years older than me. So I've been listening to like classic hip hop, you know. And so I just kind of morphed them all together. I took the hip hop production like style and then put on like a fake, fake British accent in some songs <laughs> and basically just made my version of, of new wave rock and roll, uh, which I was really hyped about. Um, 
I, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. I'm just like, I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. That stuff kind of fits together really well because there is that undercurrent of 80s music that uh, sort of collided with the beginning of hip hop and uh, that electronic bass production sort of using samples, using electronic drum machines, things like that. So you're a producer. I, I would say that's how the easiest way to describe you. I mean, you you do sing, you make you make all kinds of music, but at, at your core, you seem to me like a producer. You have two, not one, but you have two beat tapes that are out on a, a, a small independent record label. Am I correct with that? Yeah, yeah. Equalized Records. Shout out uh, Luke, uh, Ilu. Um, Enrico James. Yeah, so I got two on there, and then I did one on my own uh, recently. And mm. then, you know, on SoundCloud, I just have some old ones from, like, the past years before, you know, I started putting my stuff on on all the platforms and whatnot. But, yeah, man, producing is, like, I mean, you can't see it, obviously, in the back, but I got, I have so, so many records. I actually had to give two boxes of, like, I don't know, 545s to Jarvanate because I just had to get rid of them because they are just taking up space. <laughs> So like Christmas last year, I just gave him a box. I'm like, yo, like happy birth, miss, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) So what, why do you feel so connected to using that, that old school approach of digging in a record and, and finding a groove and, and sampling it? Uh, You know, I mean, it comes down to, for me, I mean, first of all, vinyl sounds the best that's. That's just it. Mm-hmm. But digging through albums that I've never heard before. And like, I mean, I sit down and when I sample, I listen to the whole album front to back, you know? So I'm discovering music that like I never would have listened to before trying to find something that I like. And most of the times I'm really enjoying the music that's actually playing, you know? So then it's just another artist or band or whatever that I can actually listen to. So I think like discovery, mm. discovery is the biggest that's part cool. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not so much like I love producing and I love finding samples and flipping them and see, trying to make them sound different. But it's just like the discovery part is just like unfathomable to me. It's, it's, it's great. So talk to me about what I, I mean, you said that you've been listening to this kind of music, new new wave for a while. But what at what point did you decide I want to make this rather than just, you know, continuing uh, doing what you've been doing? Yeah, man. Three and a half years ago, uh, 2089, the actual track off of uh, A Good Day in 2089, I made that just randomly. I, I don't even know why. I have no clue. And it just resonated with me. And it was so fun to make. It was so easy to make. I mean, I made the song in like no time. And uh, I showed it to to my friends and they were like, yo, like what? And I was like, all right. So then I started just making more and more. And it was the same thing. Every time was just so simple, so easy, so natural. And I just enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I, I enjoy making that kind of music more than more than probably anything. You know, I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's just it, it gets to me, man. Well, it definitely does have a very uh, pop sentimentality to it that that I think uh, makes it fit in with all the music that came out of that era. The title is is that why it's called A Good Day in 2089? Are you building off of the fact that you started with this this one song? And and you just yeah. went from there. It just yeah. Grew. So so the song I made with like I called it 2089 because I can't call it 1989 because like I I did, I wasn't born then and I have 
you know, there's no relation to it. So I was like, oh, 2089, like, you know, the, the resurgence of, of new wave. And then, uh, I had another track that didn't make the album that was called a good day. And, uh, then I, those were the first two tracks I made. So I just called it a good day in 2089. Cause it just sounds happy and, and fun. And I mean, who knows if we're even going to live to see 2089 at this point, yeah. but <laughs> you know More what I'm thought, saying? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thought though. And that, and that's, that was the whole basis of it. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, man, 2089 was really random. Just like trying to feel the eighties vibes and 2089 just seemed to roll off better than like 2087, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you made a lot of this almost three, over three years ago now. Why, why release it now? Damn, that's a good question. I've been asked that a lot. Main thing was uh, Jarv and I filmed a video for it, the video for the song 2089, probably two and a half, three years ago. And I have since gained about like 30 or 40 pounds. So when I finally was like, okay, now I need to get this mixed and mastered, mixed and mastered and, and release this, you know, I was like, yeah, I don't even look like the same person. I was like, so if I'm doing videos for this now, it's going to be very strange. So I was like, ah, you know, hell with it. It's already mixed and mastered. It's been done for like two years at this point. I'm not going to lose weight anytime soon. <laughs> so I'm just going to put it out there. And that, you know, that's why I sat on it for so long because I wanted these very well done videos but my appearance just wasn't gonna work it adds a whole another layer of like interesting throwback uh i honestly nostalgia the the term the word i'm i'm thinking of is nostalgia to yeah. releasing a, a a video that was shot three and a half years ago <laughs> yeah man it was strange it, it was funny like just seeing myself and like sharing the video and stuff because i had just put out sheesh before that so then i dropped 2089 <clears throat> or vice versa i don't even remember at this point it was only like what three months ago two months ago anyway it's like you see me in sheesh and you're like oh like you know bigger kid and whatever and then you see me in 2089 it's like did he just like lose that much weight or what's going on so people who don't know don't know you know what i'm saying they're like mm -hmm. is this even the same guy but yeah no for me it's, it's feel good it was weird sharing it I'm kind of just rambling now, but it was like weird sharing it because I was so much thinner back then. Oh, and fun fact, man, I had pneumonia when I when we recorded that when I was dancing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was my that second is, second wow. year in a row having pneumonia. I had it three oh, years man. in a row. I, yeah, my lungs are trash, but yeah. um, but yeah. So every like all those dance clips and stuff, I'd be sitting like Jarv would stop filming, and I'd just be sitting there on the side like hacking to like barely alive and he's like just push through it push through it and thank god for him man because that's all he tells me to do is push through it no matter what it is do you think you need a an, another another name another alter ego for like all of this all of this new wave music or or are you just happy you know i don't know creating this weird umbrella of music that that speaks to you yeah, man, I'm I'm happy with the umbrella. You know, if I would have to change my name for something, it'd be Young Girl Bob, um, just because I think that's fucking hilarious. But uh, but no, in all in all realness, Tease Love is just gonna be it's gonna just an umbrella of all the stuff that I'm making. You know, because I had Young Love that I dropped a few years ago, mm -hmm. two years ago now. That's like all R and B, and then I have like the sentimental raps, and then just like the bars, and then the the you know uh beat tapes 
and now new wave. So I'm just like, I just want to be that dude who's just making what he likes to make regardless because I can, you know? So what got you into making music in the first place? Jarf. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We started rapping in high school as a mm-hmm. joke. Um, we were the rappists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bad name. We made shirts and everything and we got in trouble for that in school, but, um, Two peas, you know, not one. But uh, just so everyone's clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, so we started making like comedy raps because that was like the cool thing to do. And mm-hmm. then he ended up getting some nice equipment, and he's like, you know, we're not bad. Why don't we just do this legit? And I was like, okay. And then obviously, like, he took off and just knows what he's doing, and always has, and has always had this plan in his mind that's just mm-hmm. worked out, and. uh and then, you know, we got uh, Futon to come in, Sean McNew, and then ended up meeting uh, Nate, ended up meeting Ethan, and uh, or Nate met him, him through skating. And then we just formed the group Maiden Voyage. You know, Jarv hit me up one day. He's like, yeah, man, we should start a real group. It should be called Maiden Voyage. I was like, yeah, man, Herbie Hancock for sure. Let's do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know. it's been a while since you guys have, uh, I mean, put together a maiden voyage project uh the last yeah, thing i can remember is the uh <laughs> is that the new year's revolution song yeah dude how many years ago was that like three at least at least yeah a great song like a <clears throat> Thanks, true man. a true banger yeah no that 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 stuff's funny man but yeah no we're still making music we actually we made a song the other night um you know one night i brought over a beat and uh those two wrote to it and I just did the hook. Um, we had another friend, uh, you know, do backups on the hook and, uh, shout out Reagan. And, um, yeah. So we're still making it. We just like, we can't seem to put together Mm -hmm. something that's like full, like an album, like in its entirety. I don't know why. I don't know if it'll ever happen. (laughs) No, I mean, it'll come. You guys are, you guys are all still locked into making music, which I think is, is really oh, yeah. impressive to see after I yeah, mean, so much time. One hundred and fifty percent, man, for sure. Um, and it's not like we don't have enough enough tracks. It's just we every time we reconvene, we just seem to be like that much more confident and like better. So then we start listening back to stuff that we used to think was real dope, and it's just like it maybe it still is, but to us, it's like yeah, no, we can do better than that, you know. Mm. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I think. I think that's very natural. Yeah. You know? All right. I think this is a great time to take a short break. And when we come back, I got some more questions to ask you. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. It's Jacob. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Maybe you're listening to this right now and you think you know somebody who would just love this podcast. Or maybe you're listening to this right now. And you're thinking, man, I have to listen to a good day in 2089. I got to keep up with what Tease is up to. Well, the easiest way to do that is to follow us on Instagram. We are on Instagram at enjoytheviewpod. That's right. That's enjoytheviewpod. We'll be sharing stuff there from Tease Love as well as all of the artists that we feature on this show. So make sure you go follow us. And while you're there, you might as well follow Tease. His Instagram handle is Tease Love. That's T-E-C-E-L-U-V-V. 
Go check that shit out. All right, back to the podcast. All right, and we're back with Tease Love. Yes. So we, we've come to that time in the show. Every episode, we do a segment called Dreams and Nightmares. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? Shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to Philadelphia, a beautiful city. So, Tease. Yes. Tomorrow, you wake up, someone calls you on the phone. It could be anybody in the world, and they say, I want to make something with you. Who is it? Who is your dream collaboration? Does it have to be music? No. Bill Murray. Okay. What would yeah. you make with Bill Murray? No clue, dude. Absolutely. Whatever he wants, except for like weird stuff. <laughs> no, but seriously, yo. No, like, you know how people post pictures of like <clears throat> famous art, like actors, comedians, artists, whatever mm-hmm. they may be, who pass away. And then all of a sudden it's like a resurgence of all their stuff. It's like, yo, Bill Murray's like still alive and like the GOAT. You know, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I'm in love with Bill Murray. He, he's the man. I love that. Yeah. What's your favorite Bill Murray movie? Uh, What about Bob? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, got that's, so many good ones. Jeez. He does, man. That, that's that's quick. I mean, that was, that was a quick shoot, but yeah, no, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that just because the way he acts in that, man, it is just hilarious to me. It's just, it's ridiculous, you know? That Would boat you, scene when he said, I'm sailing. I'm just like, yo, yeah, you are. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, the SNL sketch he does where it's like the Jaws theme? He's like singing no, about the, the shark from Jaws. You should go check that out. No, I have to now. I feel That's like I feel, I feel dumb that I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, man. He, yeah, he, he is incredible. So would you would you want to have him in like a he'd be he'd fit great in a music video, right? I think that would be like the the best thing to do for yeah. sure. Like <laughs> like I don't know, off the top, have him be like a pissed off dad or your grandfather or like your boy who's rapping with you, you know? Yeah, okay. Or like how, you know, Eminem and Logic had Dalia and Squints do their video for them. Mm-hmm. To have like Bill Murray rap my part or like sing my part. Yeah, that'd be, that'd know, be like... sick. Awesome. Wait, if you, <laughs> Ethan, and Nate are doing a song together, you, Jarv, and Nate are doing a song together, and you're having, uh, you're having Bill Murray do your part. Who is doing their parts? Damn, deep cut. I would have to cross out Bill Murray, and we'd have to get the Melvins in there, the band, the Melvins. Wow. Because okay, we, that we, is a deep cut. We. I mean, we look alike, you know, mm-hmm. with the crazy hair, the long hair, the tall guy. Like, it. I mean, I posted a, a picture a while ago about it, and it's just there's a picture of those three and a picture of us three, and it's just like we look like the new Melvins, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's. I think that's hilarious. That's perfect. That's great. Okay, so the nightmare angle of this question. Yes. Tell me about a reoccurring dream from your childhood. A nightmare that just has is seared into your memory. Something that you would wake up screaming from. Dude, still happens sometimes. Uh, I don't know if it's like sleep paralysis or something, but sometimes I wake up and there are snakes in my bed. Right? This mm-hmm. is this is deep, actually. Uh, this is really fucked up. Can I say that? I can say that. Right? You can say right. whatever you'd like. Yeah, this is really fucked up. So sometimes I'll wake up and I'm like half awake, and there are snakes coming up through my sheets and stuff. And so I'll wake up the next morning and all my covers are off the bed. And this, I mean, this happened last year. It happened like three nights in a row. And yeah, dude, that's, it's, it's weird. I don't even know what it is, but. Yeah. I wonder if it's something about the way you're sleeping. 
Maybe. I have no clue, man. But those snakes, they're just coming right up at me. And I throw all my covers off, my pillows, my sheets. And then I wake up the next morning and there's just nothing on the bed. And I'm like, yeah, so I guess I think I saw that. <laughs> I mean, I can laugh about it because it's like now what happens. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. But, but when you're like half awake and you actually think it's happening for no reason because your mind isn't there yet to be like, oh, this isn't real, you know. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. Like, maybe I'm just mentally like, I don't know. Do, do you, are you just like generally, do you not like snakes? Oh, I love snakes. See, Snake, okay. Snakes so over spiders. Yeah. Yeah. But when they're, when they're coming up through my sheets and my blanks, man, they scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, I would expect. <laughs> yeah. They're, shit, they're not, yeah. they're not our little gardener snakes and milk snakes, man. They're like freaking rattlers and cobras and stuff. That shit's. Yeah. That's bonkers. I would say that maybe you should like get a pet snake. To like just try and offset it, but I feel like then you would wake up in the middle of the night and think that your pet snake has gotten into your bed. Shit, it probably would. And that, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> sound that doesn't sound good. My friend a couple years ago had a pet snake, and it was like really small, so it was really tame. We were just like, you know, you put it on your shoulders sometimes. Yeah, what was it like a little like python that. or something? Yeah, yeah, it, but it was Word. it was small. It was like a little guy, and it unfortunately it, yeah. it died. But yeah, man, like that's uh, hard. Yeah, well, exactly. Pets, pets are hard. Do you have any pets, peace? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a dog. Uh, Oliver Hart, rest in peace. Uh, Mikey Larson, also known as Ali Shahid Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Shout out Tribe Called Quest. Uh, we just call him Ali. Nice. That's but cute. those are those are his names. He listens to Shahid better than anything. I don't know why. Do you ever play him Tribe? Oh, dude, all the time. Actually, my uh mom's great niece so my cousin or something somehow was over not too long ago and i started playing uh midnight marauders obviously and uh i put the song on i was like yo listen to this it's like shahid pushed the fado from here to grenade i don't even know if that's the album i was playing maybe it's not see like i'm not good with music like that like my friends are but she's like they know your dog and i was like no like (laughs) (laughs) no like this is this is why he's named this like this is why i call him shahid like because he pushes the feeders (laughs) that's great (laughs) yeah okay so something that uh, really got me thinking when i was i was preparing for this interview and thinking about this album it is the idea of nostalgia and you are clearly someone who appreciates who appreciates old things the old way of doing things uh, you do woodworking. Yeah. You've been known to rock a fedora and like an old, old classic suit. You you drink wine out of beautiful glasses. <laughs> Thank you. What about nostalgia fits in with the era that we are living in that is so, I guess, so technologically driven, so digital? I think as times are getting so crazy, man. People just need to feel some sense of security. Uh, for me, it's just I like the style, you know. Like right now, mm-hmm. I got like this nineteen like ninety three Tommy shirt on, um, and the only reason I don't have my hat on is because I got headphones on. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I wear that thing everywhere. But I, I think it's really just people need to feel a sense of security and a sense of either childhood or the good old days. Because I mean, we're living in crazy times. Like we really no are, you know. I mean, I'm blessed. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I've got it made, you know, compared to most people. Um, but, but everybody still needs that sense of security and that sense of 
sense of like goodness and kindness and, and that that's so for me like the 80s and 90s right i was born in 94 but my brother was like i said was 10 years is 10 years older than me so i grew up listening to his music he would buy me like the jordans and the jerseys and mm. the tommy hill figure and like all this stuff to be like a little stunner and and so it just makes me feel confident you know whether i look it or not or whether people i don't care if people judge me but whether they judge me you know because i wear i wear i try to wear nice clothes i try to present myself well um i believe i should have born been born in like the 20s man because that's like doesn't matter what middle class upper class lower class like you were wearing a suit and a tie and a nice hat and like the best shoes you could find you know and that's yeah i I wish more people would do that so you kind of spoke to it there is it the feeling of connecting with sort of our our elders like the people in our lives who have who who are older than us who have given us things like taught us things shared with us things do you think that that is what i mean makes makes uh nostalgia so comfortable to people it makes it such a, a yeah, sense man, I th- of i think security. you hit it on the head there like personally i mean i'm not going to speak for anybody who like who likes that feeling but if i'm at the bar right say i'm at the station back when like before COVID like when you could go out to, to yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I was at the station three to four times a week <clears throat> drinking some wine, I would rather sit there and talk to an older couple, older gentleman, older woman and learn than I would to talk to somebody who's just telling me like how they party or what they do for fun. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather go learn something from, from the older generations. You know, and that's like, that's probably why I was there so much is because I enjoyed that so much. I like, strive to have a personal connection with somebody and like have similarities even though they may be you know anywhere from 20 to 40 years older than me if not more you know Um, so to swing this back to music we were talking earlier about using vinyl yeah so would you say all almost all of your production is done like with with old samples or do you it looks like I know you have uh, like an MPC. You use a lot of stuff like out outside of the box. Are you doing much like with sort of uh, virtual instruments, things like that? I mean, there may be like like I think on Sheesh, I might have used like an eight hundred eight, and mm-hmm. maybe like I th- I think that's it. No, it's it's typically all drum breaks and samples. Like even the sample in Sheesh, that's like that's a, a sample from a record that I just, you know, pitched up and, and, you know, squished down mm-hmm. basically and, and just played a little on my keyboard with it, just with some little notes that sounded good together. So, I mean, every, yeah, no, everything is pretty much sample based. I don't know of anything that I've released that's, that's not really like even down to drums. Mm-hmm. And is there, is there something is there something you're trying to capture with that that like could not be replicated with just with with even a new recording? Yeah, man. I, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I do it, and I don't know if this is gonna answer your question, but I do it because I know that's the way it's been done. I know mm-hmm. that's the real way to do it. The well not the real way, but to me it's the real way. To the old cats, it's the real way. It's the original way to do it. And 
I want to be like that, you know? I don't want to be the dude sitting here just playing 808s and bass all the time. I want to, you know, find a soul loop and flip it, even if I don't even make it sound, even if it sounds exactly like it does on the record, if I can just put some drums that I find over it and it sounds good and I just loop a four, like that's, it just hits home for me because that's what Mm -hmm. I grew up on. Like I said, with my brother, you know, I grew up to, with Tribe, Method Man, of course, like, well, all of Wu-Tang, but Method Man in particular, Takao 2000 was like, I heard that album the most out of anything, you know, Judgment Day. So with that, right, so you've released you've released a couple of these beat tapes on an independent label. Is there something about that that's really exciting to you that, that to build on this sort of very, like, I guess, DIY old school feel that I guess people maybe lose today a little bit with just how how easy it is for everybody to just sort of make something on their computer, record it in their bedroom and just put it out to the world. I mean, I'm you're clearly doing some of that as well. But- right, right, yeah. I like doing it on my own, but the label is a lot easier. Equalized, literally if I send them something, they handle everything mm-hmm. and I basically get everything. So it's, you know, it, yeah, that's, yeah, it just, that's a great it, relationship. Why, yeah. Yeah, why, why would I not do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, they take care of everything they do. The uh, I just, I get the tracks mastered and stuff and then I send it to them and then they do all the uploading. They do all the advertising. I share their stuff. I do my own marketing a little bit here mm-hmm. and there and then they just send me money. So it's like. Sounds, I'm not, sounds like a good yeah, life, man. No, no, Shut I'm up. not. I'm not acting like a big shot. I mean, when I mean money, I mean like <laughs> maybe like you know ten bucks. But like, still, it's yeah, like, no, it's, it's so easy. It's it's got to feel good to to get some return off of your the yeah, work but, that you put but in. But straight up, fuck you, Spotify. <laughs> Love you, but I hate you. You heard it here first. Hope you're not listening to this on Spotify. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> good one. All right. We're going to take another opportunity to have a short little break here. And when we come back, we got a little game. I'm going to close out the podcast. Stay with us. Tease love. Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the interview so far. Tonight, the night that this episode will go up is the last night of Hanukkah. And in a week is Christmas. And so I just want to take a moment to wish everybody a happy holidays because this will be the last episode before the end of the year. How crazy is that? So we'll see you in January with even more classic interviews from ours to yours. Thank you for listening. All right, we're back. TC, I got a couple questions for you. A short little game we're calling Have That. We did it in an earlier episode. It's pretty basic. It's a this or that kind of thing. Just, just you know, speak how you feel. Give me your honest takes and reactions on this kind of stuff. All right. So you're saying you're saying I could get with this or I could get with that. You get exactly. Right. And, it, <laughs> and it is going to be uh, it is a little it's a little themed around uh, like 90s hip hop. So right. we'll we'll just we'll put that out there. All right. First question. Very basic. Very timeless. Biggie, Tupac. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Uh, I um, mean, come on. How could it not be in the... In the- <laughs> That's a question I will not answer one or the other. I will say 
they both have their things that make them good. Tupac's a better storyteller, in my opinion, and Biggie's got the nice flow. But I mean, the, I can't answer that, dude. A respectful, I, I, a respectful yeah. answer. No one can answer that. I'm sure you might have a similar issue with a couple of these. All Let's right, go yeah. for it. Mob Deep or Goody Mob? Mob Deep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that That's straight up. Yeah. Mob Deep. All right. Another one that's probably going to... Wu-Tang or Tribe Called Quest? Fuck. <laughs> uh... The New tribe. York Supergroup question. Yeah, Tribe. I listen to Tribe more. Um, Method Man's my dad, but uh, but yeah, I got to go with Tribe. Uh, Q-Tip, you know, it, I mean, even his his solo stuff is unreal. I know you ask group stuff, but and, and Fife is underrated, you know. Very and I mean, my, so. yeah, and yeah. I got to say Tribe. My dog's named Ali Shaheed Muhammad, like we said yeah. earlier. So like, yeah, Tribe. Yeah, easy tribe. as that. Simplest part. All right. Jay Dilla or DJ Premier? Dilla, dude. I'm a Dilla fanatic. Mm-hmm. I love Premier. Don't get me wrong. But when, like, when the boys and I freestyle, we just put on a thing on YouTube that's just Dilla beats. It's like one minute spurses and you just spurts mm-hmm. and you just have to, you spit for the minute by yourself. And it's just like an hour of freestyling over Dilla. And he just, he hits the pocket. That's like the most cliche thing to say, but it, it's just, his drums are, untouchable you know yeah but primo you know it is what it is i'm sorry again these are very arbitrary comparisons it's not like he's gonna hear this so i'm sorry primo but still (laughs) (laughs) i don't think he'll be offended all right last one here missy elliott or lauren hill that's the toughest one damn uh can i split this up Go ahead. Take it however you like. Missy for the club bangers. Lauren for the for the vibe and the voice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. That's that's kind of a non-answer as well. But. <laughs> no, but hey, listen. <laughs> you gotta you gotta just give the non-answer sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. Okay. I got one last question for you for this entire interview. All right. But beforehand. How can people find you? How can they follow you? How can they keep up with what you're doing? Yo, so I did an ego search the other day. If you just type in T Slove on Google, T E E C E space L U V V, it's all there. Instagram T Slove, Facebook T Slove, Twitter T Slove. I don't do Twitter, but I'm there sometimes. I make funny poop jokes. Uh, like a great thing to do on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, words of wisdom, poop jokes. But, uh, yeah, no, just type in T-Slove anywhere, and it pretty much shows up. You got anything uh, anything coming soon? Anything yeah. you want to tease a little bit, maybe? Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a new EP I'm working on that's uh, basically it's inspired by clips. Um, mm. And then I'm also working on another project with my boy, my birthday brother, uh, Angus Davis, uh, one of my best buds. He plays guitar and bass, and he's just been sending me these oh, riffs cool. that are just insane. I've just been putting drums over awesome. and making tracks. All right, uh, my Davis final question. I ask everybody yeah. this every episode. What is the last piece of media that you consumed that inspired you creatively? Ooh. 
bestie. What did I uh probably how bizarre OMC last night watched it on YouTube on a on a TV and I was at uh well RK, you know RK, it was her birthday yeah. yesterday, our high school English teacher, nice. uh, my best friend. Happy yeah. birthday, RK. Shout yeah, out. happy birthday, RK. And uh we were playing just classic hits, you know, funny hits and 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 how bizarre OMC made me just want to be home and start working on new tracks that sounded like that. Okay. You know. That's cool. I don't, I'm not I'm not familiar with OMC. Yeah, how bizarre. How bizarre. You know that song. Come on. If you I'd heard probably, it, you would know. I would hear it, it, I would, it, you know. I would know it. Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, shout out Thief of Baghdad. I asked him what he thought about it and that's their uh, that's their basically their national anthem is what I heard in New Zealand. <laughs> They're from New Zealand. Awesome. That's so great. Well, Tease, thanks for coming on. Tease, yeah, love. Man. Go listen to 2089. Uh, Good Day in 2089. Wherever you stream music, right? I mean, absolutely, yes, yeah, it's, it's everywhere, man. There's some things that I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. That's the goal. Great. Thanks a lot for coming on, and to all of our uh, all of our listeners, I hope you enjoyed the view. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks again to Tease Love for being our guest this week on Please Enjoy the View. Definitely make sure you go check out everything that he is up to. We will be back in a few weeks' time. Until then, everyone, go subscribe to the podcast. Go give us a follow on Instagram. Last things, last some credits. Please Enjoy the View is a production of River Power Podcast Mill. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Jacob Garnjust. This show is edited by myself, and this episode's theme was composed by yours truly. Until next time, friends. Please enjoy the view.